You're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Just One Helmets, Bill's Pipes, and W Wheels. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got the 47 machine of Tommy Hahn. Tommy, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Just got done doing some some of the training work on Mondays and, and getting ready to cook dinner here before too long. So. Fair enough. Didn't know that you were a chef in training. Uh, what's for dinner for a, uh, a top flight supercross racer like yourself? Well, tonight we're having salmon and vegetables. Fair enough. Uh, now, obviously, uh, coming off of a, uh, a weekend that did not live up to your personal expectations, um, but uh, I would say uh, a, se- a season that so far that you've uh, gained some momentum uh, and, uh, and done done pretty well for yourself so far, working towards those top 10 finishes. Um, as far as uh, you're concerned, uh, what exactly uh, didn't work out for you this weekend? Uh, it was just my start. Um, I rode really good in the heat race, and, you know... I- I made a mistake in the semi and that was, and wasn't aggressive enough the first two laps in the LCQ. So that was just part of the week. My starts was what killed me. Um, had I started out front, you know, I would have made it through the semi. So those are the things that we're going to work on this week. And it's a building process. Uh, I'm not going to let it detour my, my expectations for myself. Um, I'm not a guy that struggles to make mains. So uh, I'm a guy that belongs in the mains. Uh, I always have been. So, um, yeah, it's just get those starts dialed. And, and I think once I do that, we're all so close, uh, especially once the gate drops. Um, you, you start out front, you stay out of trouble, obviously. And that's where, I mean, I'm, I'm just preaching to the choir, but that's where you know things happen. You get out front, and yeah. things you make things happen for yourself. So um, we get that down, and I think it'll be a whole lot different story. For sure. Like, uh, does that all start with uh, with qualifying? Like, does it all come back down to getting those good? positions in qualifying so you can put yourself in a good position to get a good start in the main event uh, or in the in the heat races and moving forward from there um how much of it starts early in the day for you um everything you know it's always good to get a good gate pick for the for the heat race and that, that just gives you confidence and sets you up better for the rest of the night uh, if you're way off in qualifying um, it, i mean it could it could mess with you a little bit um I have never been a great qualifier, especially since they went over to the um, to the time qualifying. It's always been kind of a struggle for me, um, and I'm definitely better. My times go down. I think a lot of people's times go down once the gate drops. So, um, 
yeah, I, I want to get behind the gate. If it was up to me, we'd have, I would have one 20 minute practice and then we should go racing. That's the way it should be. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm looking forward each night to the heat races and, and building off of that and not going to the LCQs and staying out of trouble. And that's all starts with the start. Like I said, Fair enough. Now, uh, I imagine that uh, week to week that you've got uh, a couple of different guys that you can work on starts with. Um, as far as uh, your, like what you're thinking the, the issue is, is it, is it technique problem? Is it uh, getting off the gate? Or is it uh, uh, a confidence thing for you? I mean, it's a, uh, it's a little bit of me technique-wise and, and confidence. You know, I was just getting on the bike late, and I don't want to use that as an excuse by any means. Um, you know, I'm doing fine. I'm riding fine. It's just I haven't done enough starts. I, I don't know how the bike is going to react um, each time if I'm if I'm not 100% correct with with my technique. So um, it's just learning little things like that and 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 confidence. Obviously, confidence is key in, in, in everything. So um, there's just a few little pieces that that I lack, and hopefully, you know, by the time by the series you know, reaching its midpoint here before too long, I start, you know, clicking them off and, and, um, and, you know, just steadily progressing from then on out. And, and hopefully by the end of the season, just be a regular, a regular guy in the top 10 because I, mean, I know the talent's there and, and I just need to put it all together. For sure. Now, this is, of course, your first year with the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team uh, and a new bike for you for 2000 and, uh, and 2016 and a new class. You're riding the 450 class again. You're back up there with the big boys. Uh, what kind of transi- transition was it for you, switching brands and uh, a lot of new things for you coming into 2016? Um, it was it was a rush, for one, because I got on the bike on, I think, December 14th or 15th, somewhere around there. And I didn't ride a dirt bike one bit from August till that point. So you know, I borrowed a friend's bike for a couple of rides, and that was about it. So I had two, three, two, three times on a bike from August to December, and basically jumped on the Yamaha and felt really comfortable right away. Um, I was blown away with how good the bike was and how how good the base was with with uh, Enzo and and all the, the components that we're using. So it was, um, it, I want to say that it was a rush, but it was relatively easy to get comfortable on it. Um, and then as my speed has progressed, I've been kind of changing a little things here and there, but you know, you don't really have to do a lot. It's a good bike and solid bike, uh, off the showroom floor. So, um, yeah, the, the whole team has been, is what's made it easy is, is having the things that that are required to go racing. You know, they they care about the bikes and they care about us and, and if we're comfortable and stuff. So, um, it, it Christina and everyone there just runs a good program, a solid program, and it's not someone that you feel like you have to you know look look after and make sure everything's done right or or I mean. Yeah, you just you don't have to worry about anything. So um, that part has made it a lot easier, and, and I can't thank them enough for giving me the opportunity 
Uh, I just turned 30 in December too. So I'm definitely one of the old guys again, or I'm definitely one of the old guys now. So, um, it's, it's been great. Fair enough. Well, I've often said that uh, you guys as uh, top racers are a fickle bunch of tropical fish and uh, to, to be your best, you need to uh, to race and and, wor- and only worry about uh, racing your motorcycle, going fast and attacking the track. Um, how much uh, uh, for, for psychologically for you is uh, the fact that Christina and the whole team takes care of all these uh odds and ends so that when you come to racetrack all you have to do is worry about going on track walk getting the track down and uh, ultimately uh twisting the throttle that makes all the difference in the world when you gotta pick up the slack for other people that should be doing their job that makes your day tough stressful and you're not worried about the task at hand you're worried about if everyone else is doing their job and uh, that's definitely not the case here. It's it's a tight ship. It, we we all get along very good. You know, the, my teammates and all the personnel. It's it's more of a family than a team, and you know, that's the way they want it ran. And I mean, obviously, it, it, results have been speaking for themselves. You know, like with Alex Martin's success last year, I, I wasn't there, but he rode awesome. I did race him a lot and got beat by him a lot. So um, with that, with and then with Colt's success and, and you know, me getting into the mains and, and building, uh, actions speak louder than words. So we're, you know, Christina's running a great, her, her and her husband, Chris, they're, they're running a great program and things are starting to pay off. You know, it's taken them a few years. I know it wasn't always easy for them and it never is in the sport. So, um, I'm glad to see them, you know, progressing as a team and as well as us progress as what riders with the right equipment and everything that they give us. So, um, it's really cool to see. Absolutely. It seems like a great package they've put together for you, and uh, you're putting it to great use. Hey, this is Jake Weimer with Team Tedder Racing, and you're listening to Big MX Radio. We're going to commercial break. We'll be right back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye-port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Serial 
B's and it goes. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian Round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Much faster. 2014 X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear offs, zip off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's gonna look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did, and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 
Bill's Pipes, the home of legendary performance. Since 1974, Bill's Pipes has been providing motocross and off-road riders the performance they need. Two-stroke or four-stroke, Bill's Pipes has the exhaust system for you. In recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the Bill's Pipes brand, and that's great news. And that's great news for motocross racers everywhere. For four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to dominate the fight on any brand. For you two-stroke guys, the MX2 Bill's Pipes exhaust system is the right one for the job and comes in works, nickel, and the all-new cone look finish that'll turn heads all day long. Head to Bill'sPipes.com right now and get the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Vicky Golden, the JMR Suzuki team, Jesse Pierce, Nico Izzy, and David Cole. Bill's Pipes is craftsmanship at its finest. So go with Bill's Pipes and never settle. Uh, what motivates you out on the track? Obviously, everyone has their different motives for uh, being successful on the motocross track. But uh, uh, is it uh, is it more personal stuff, or are you chasing around a younger brother to uh, keep the fire burning? Well, no, Will and I, we just <laughs> no, we don't. You know, it's funny. We don't really talk about riding that much. You know, we ask each other a little bit of questions or something, but we'll tell each other good job and and good luck, and that's about it. You know we like talking about other stuff other than dirt bikes. So no, that's not, that's not the motivation. The motivation is just, you know, bettering myself as a person every day and bettering myself as a rider every day. Um, I felt like when I, when I gave it up a few years ago for a while, um, I didn't have a direction uh, to go and I got stuck for a while. I, I, flirted with a bunch of different things and I didn't know what to do. And I was very indecisive. I feel like I'm getting that squared away now before I give it up again. So I have something that goes, you know, I can go straight into something uh, rather than having that downtime and and not being able to function after, you know, sitting on the couch for a couple months going, what the heck am I going to do today? So it motivates, it motivated me just to come back and, and, and give it one last shot, a wholehearted shot at that and do everything right in the way I should have done it before, um, regardless of what the results are or how things turn out. Uh, and it's already been worth it. So, um, the motivation is just bettering myself every day and, and, you know, trying to be a good influence for the younger riders, you know, whether they're my teammates or friends or whatever the case may be. So, um, as long as I'm doing that, I'm totally pumped. And yeah, as long as my brother, you know, he's out there kicking butt, you know, that's what more could the guy ask for. It's, it's awesome. So that's about it. No doubt. It's, it's, uh, must've been a, a bit of a relief or at least uh, put a smile to your face to see that, uh, uh, when you were, uh, putting stuff in your locker over at, uh, at the, the rock river truck that, uh, your, your stuff was going into a locker, um, right next to a teammate from last year, Colt Nichols, uh, will, is, uh, has been a teammate of yours on the 250 class, uh, for 2016. Uh, what's your camaraderie with, uh, with the youngster who is, uh, making some noise of his own? Man, I, I remember Colt racing in Oklahoma and growing up in Kansas, we raced in Oklahoma a lot. So I remember Colt when he was a little kid, uh, on a, on a 50, just ripping around the the local tracks. And, 
he always, you know, he was one of the ones that, that, that stood out. Him and Justin Bogle were, were, I think, were close to the same age. And uh, they were racing each other every weekend. And they, they were the two that stood out. So you knew that they were going somewhere. And, and um, yeah, yeah I've, I've known Colt for a really, really long time. And, you know, it's, it's finally good to see all his hard work and his family's work and sacrifices pay off. And, um, you know, he got that, I think he got a second and, and there's only one more to go after that. So, um, hopefully he gets that. He's got all the talent and the tools to do it. It's up to him. So, um, it's, that was really cool. You know, yeah, I had a terrible night and, um, I was not happy, but then I saw that and it was like, Oh man, it, it, it like almost made me forget about self and like, man, that's awesome. Cause you know, I, I know exactly what that feels like. And it's, you know, there's no other feeling like what he was going through. So for me to be, you know, pissed off at myself and being, oh, you know, feeling sorry for myself, that's not fair to him. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta pick yourself up and, and, um, you know, <laughs> congratulate your, your teammate. Cause you just, you know, he just lit the world on fire and that's one of the best nights of his life. So, um, you know, that was awesome to see. And that almost made, made up for, for my mistakes and, um, and then, yeah, my brother getting his first top 10 of the year, uh, he, he rode really good all night. So yeah, you know, you got to put yourself aside sometimes and, and be happy for the other people regardless how your night goes. And, uh, I was pumped for both of them to come away with, with good rides. No doubt. It seemed like uh, it was, there was a lot of uh, variables for being thrown around this last weekend, and uh, a bit a little bit of a different track. There, uh, there wasn't a, uh, a designated triple, which is something we we don't usually see. Is that there was no actual uh, like a specifically made triple on the track, as well as um, the track seemed a bit of it disjointed and tough to find a good flow. And of course, the uh, the soil um, seemed to throw you guys a bit of a curveball as well. Be getting super rutted. Um, tell us a little bit about how the track broke down for you and uh, why it seemed to uh, kind of make uh, the best in the sport look like uh, some mortals out there. Well, it was just, yeah, everything was funky. Um, The dirt was real grabby. That dragon's back section was weird. What's that? The dragon back section, that, like it just seemed like getting into it and the line, and like you guys couldn't tell, like was it was it fast to go outside and double up on and then clear it all, or was it faster to go inside and go up the dragon's back and not be able to clear uh, all the way over? Like it was just, it never seemed to work perfect twice. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it was it was unique. Uh, the dirt was different. Um, it was very grabby and, and and would pitch the bike in weird directions that you weren't ready for. There was there was hidden grooves, it seemed like. Practice yeah. was basic, basically like an outdoor national. It was as rough as an outdoor national. And, um, yeah, it just got real chopped up in a hurry. And, you know, I, I think that that's just them throwing the tracks together so fast. You know, they're just, you know, they have no choice but to throw these tracks up in a couple of days and, you know, we got a little bit of rain, I think, and, you know, for for being delayed schedule and everything, there was, you know, virtually no mud on the track, and it's not like they scraped anything, so not sure why the delayed schedule was there, and, you know, it's just, I think it all comes down with, you know, how they build the tracks now. It's their, 
they want them to get rutted, I think, and they're building them kind of, they're not packing them in as well as they used to. So they're, they're, they're soft when you go out there and then after practice, you know, everything's kind of broken down, which, you know, all the transitions are kind of shallow. So it makes for a fast track and then the turns are super tight and, you know, there's people cutting down and then there's a line that you can go around the outside kind of, and it's just, it's kind of chaos to be honest. So, um, they're trying to build slow tracks, but at the same time, it's, they're still fast. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I've haven't been comfortable the last two tracks. Um, the first two I've, I've felt okay on and regardless, or regarding Anaheim one being kind of wet, but yeah, the tracks have been, uh, unusual. That's for sure. For sure. Well, uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to uh, put that Yamaha to uh, to good use um, on the long start straight that were featured this weekend in in Phoenix. It basically uses the entire floor of uh, of the college football stadium, so I'd uh, be able to uh, maybe maybe hit some of those higher gears and uh, make some separation. As we know that the the Yamaha does have a very powerful uh, power plant, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to move forward and uh, enjoy even more success um, this coming weekend oh i hope so yes that's gonna it's all gonna start with a start like i said so i'm gonna practice a bunch of those this week and uh come out firing in phoenix so as far as training uh for you goes where are the usual suspects for you to uh put in laps are you welcome at the yamaha track is it uh uh is it uh, paula and milestone and, and that sort of thing where, where are you putting down laps for yourself um, yeah, we get to ride the Yamaha track. They're, they have two tracks uh, up there in the yeah. test track test track area. So we, I haven't been able to ride the top track yet, but we get to ride the bottom track. And, uh, of course, the local tracks, Paula, Mike Ellison over Milestone, uh, Star West has a bunch of super fast tracks, and they have a public track as well. So, um, yeah, we've been, we've been uh, you know, doing our rounds, making our rounds out here, getting as much diversity as we can. And uh, when when the series goes back east, I'm going you know, to try to get back there and st- stay in Florida with uh, with Luke Renslin, his uh, his really awesome track that he's got down there. So and I know there's a few people that live pretty close to him, and uh, or not too far at least. So um, make our rounds down there and try to get some diversity. So you know that the East Coast dirt is such a shock coming from California. So. Um, yeah, it, you know, all the local tracks around here have been good. They've been keeping them up and with a little bit of rain that we've been getting, they've been staying good. So, um, yeah, just got a set, set, set schedule, uh, during the week and all depending on how I feel from the weekend, um, we try to turn the tracks up as best, best we can. There we go. So, uh, well, what's the what's the goal for this weekend? What's the uh, what's the ultimate goal for the rest of this season? Where would you like? What kind of positions do you feel that uh, need to happen for you to walk away from Supercross this year and say, yeah, we this this went uh, the way I'd hoped it would? Um, as long as I'm still progressing, um, that's all I can ask for. Uh, I'm learning lessons still. Um, I do have you know, a lot of experience, but at the same time, that kind of hurts you in some areas. So, um, my best finish is in the 15th, I think, um, which was at Anaheim too. Um, 
if I get a 14th or better at Phoenix, I will be happy uh, as long as I'm progressing and, and making some kind of, of, of moves, some kind of move to, you know, better myself each weekend, uh, whether that be fitness wise, uh, you know, on the bike or my position wise. So, um, yeah, we're 14th or better. That's what we're looking for this weekend and to uh, at least get a whole shot in one of the races. I mean, I don't even care if it's the LCQ or what, but I don't want to go to the LCQ. I want a whole shot to semi and, and make it out of there. So, um, that's the goal. Fair enough. Well, we wish you all the best uh, going forward towards those goals, and we appreciate you giving us some time here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Uh, Tommy, last thing uh, before I let you make uh, make your dinner, um, throw down some sponsors for us, let us know how they help you out, and uh, that'll get out of your hair. Uh, obviously, the whole Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team uh, been awesome. Uh, Yamalube, EVS, Fox Racing, um, DA8 Training, Mystery Abbott. Oh man, there's so many people. Um, Rooster Neck, Christina does an awesome job on her graphics and everything. Uh, GYTR, Enzo Racing has been huge help. Um, FMS, Mika Handlebars and Grips. Um, man, there's just so many people. Um, I can't think of any more right now, but all those guys make it possible for us to do our job and and make it a whole lot easier for us to do our job. That's for sure. Uh, we're in there with the best. We're in there with the best, and I can't ask for any more than that. Right on, man. Well, uh, don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.